In situations like this, this is just use this as an example. In life, when things don't work out, when when problems arise, I mean, we we have problems in uh, the United States. We have things in our lives, things that that happen. Why do those problems arise? Why do why do things come up? Sure, there there is an evil that uh, that, that that happens in a spiritual realm that we're, that uh, exists. But also, what is when we go through challenges, when we go through life, what is the, the fruit of those? What do those cause us to do? Why don't you turn to, I know we've been in the book of Acts, and, and we're going to um, hop in there uh, just a second, but why don't you turn to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I just uh, find this, this very interesting. And, um, you know, uh, years ago, I was uh, bodyboarding out in uh, the Pacific Ocean. And uh, I grew up in California and um, was uh, paddling and, and catching this wave and really on top of the wave, a wave similar to the one uh, up on the screen. I mean, this was, me and my buddy were out there, it just was absolutely huge. And I was on this boogie board, kind of a foam thing, maybe you've ridden those things in Florida or somewhere else. And I was on this thing and I caught this wave and went straight down. Went straight down, but did not catch the bottom part of the wave. Kept going straight down into the water. And all of a sudden, this wave just like tumbled me over and over and over again. And my face was eating sand. My back was was wrenched. And then I popped up out of the water to find that my board was quite a ways away from me. And it was a day when there was a a rip current. So I was bringing things out into the water. Uh, out further away from shore, and there I was, like, stuck in a situation. I'm drifting out. My board is away from me. Like, what do you do in a situation like that when life is overwhelming? What do you do in a situation when, like, you're in this deep water, and I can't touch the bottom, um, and I'm just kind of just floating there? All of a sudden, I just started to swim with all of my might. And you know, in moments like that, in desperation, you just go all in and just all for it. And you're just swimming as hard as you can. And you're like, oh God, get me to my board. Get me out of this little current. And eventually, obviously, I got out of that current. But I was thinking of that situation. I was thinking of a life situation. Sometimes, like we feel in life, like life is turning us upside down. Like we're in this topsy-turvy environment where we're being thrown from side to side when we are like tumbling in the waves of life. Why does that happen? Or what is the opportunity that we have in those moments? Look at 2 Corinthians 1, verse 8 through 10. Paul found himself in one of these moments. And he said this, When we think, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, About the trouble we went through in the province of Asia, we were crushed, overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. You are helping us by praying for us that that many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. Here is Paul. He was saying in his life that he was in despair, that he was overwhelmed, that he was crushed, that he was beyond his ability to endure. 
And we know that Paul went through a lot in life. If you're ever having a bad day, if you're ever thinking like, man, I am just in over my head, I want you to read 2 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. I mean, this is just Paul's life and all that he endured. And I read that every time I read that, I'm like, man, I think I'm going through a lot, but Paul really went through a lot. And here Paul is saying in this situation that he was overwhelmed beyond his ability to endure. And I know in life there is this cute little phrase that we'll say to people, God's not going to give you more than you can handle. The only problem with that phrase is that it's not biblical. Because God does give you more than you can handle. God does give you, allow for things to happen in your life to overwhelm you. I mean, look at this verse. Paul is saying, I was in over my head. I was like, I thought I was going to die. But why did this happen? Look at verse 9. He says this, this happened so we would stop relying on ourselves and learning to rely only on God who raises the dead. Paul says, this happened so that I would rely on God and not on myself. I mean, there is this, as Westerners, there is this propensity that we have to really just rely on ourselves. We can be so self-reliant, thinking that in life that we can, we can muscle our way through any problem. We can figure out any problem. We can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and just figure something out. But in life, God wants us to get to the end of ourselves so that we would not rely on ourselves. So that we can rely on him and him alone. And that's why when you look at times of despair, times of, of when you're in the midst of a wave and it turns you upside down, those times are so revealing in our lives. Because it reveals the things that we hold on to, the things that we hold close to that maybe we should let go of. It's in those times of despair, in times of, of struggle, in times of uh, sin, or times of like we're trying to figure out direction in our life where we're really crying out to the Lord. There's an intensity to our prayers. Those times of despair make us rely not on ourselves, but on the Lord, and it draws us closer to the Lord and closer to each other. And so I think that the place that the Lord wants us to be in as a community, as a people, is a people that swims in the deep water. Swims in the deep water, just like, God, I need you, not just in the moments when things are over our head, but in every single day, to rely on him and to seek him with all that we are. And I just think, like, how can we live in a constant state of relying on God? How can we be in that place where we're relying on him every day? What does that look like? Because last week we looked at Peter who was in prison. And in Acts chapter 12, verse 6, we see that Peter was in prison. He was in trial. He was in prison on the day before his trial. And there he was. Peter was not fighting his way out. He wasn't freaking his way out. There he was sleeping. And unless there was a miraculous intervention, he was going to die the next day. And I looked at that and I shared with you last week. I said, I want to be that type of person. I want to be the type of person like Peter, like in the midst of life, in the midst of when things are overwhelming, when, when life is in over our heads. I want to have so much peace that I can sleep in the middle of prison, that I can sleep in the midst of any situation. And so how do you do that? How do you live that kind of life that even though the storms may be raging all around, you have peace in your life? I want you to turn to Philippians 4, and I bet you can already quote this passage that we're going to read. But the goal here this morning is not just to look at some of these words, but our goal this morning is to really put these in practice. Because look at verse 9, and we're going to start at the end. Paul says to the church in Philippi, he says, keep putting into practice all you have learned. 
and receive from me. And so as I go through these verses, as I look at this passage, the goal isn't that you would comprehend in your mind what this says, because frankly, it's easy to understand what Paul's writing here. The goal is that you would put this into practice, that we would put this into practice as followers of Jesus. And so look at Philippians 4, starting in verse 4. Paul says this, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. This is such an interesting passage because this is a command where Paul is saying, and in other translations it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. This is the only time that, that a command is given this way in scripture. I mean, we look at the Old Testament and it's not saying, hey, do not steal. I will say it again, do not steal. Or do not lie. I will say it again, do not lie. No, the only place that it is written like this is in this verse where Paul says we need to have an attitude of joy in our lives always. And this is so important. He says, I want you to get this. And remember, Paul was writing this from prison. And he says, in your life, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. If we're going to live this peaceful life with an underlying like, peace in our life, going through any storms, we have to have this attitude of joy in our lives. We have to be joyful always. And it's not just something that we manufacture up. It's something that Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. He is the object of our joy. He is the source of our joy. And so in everything in our life, we have to be joyful in the Lord. And when you think about it, think about the joy that we can have in the Lord, the joy that, that you and I have, knowing that we have been forgiven, knowing that our name is written in the book of life, knowing that, that God knows you and loves you and sees you and that you've been forgiven and you've been given a purpose. This should bring about so much joy in our lives. I mean, I want you this week and even today on this rainy day, I want you to write down all the things that you have received from the Lord and just look at that list. And be filled with joy. Joy over and over and over again. And we know that from scripture it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. That as we live this way, there's strength that rises. And we're supposed to do this over and over and over again. Because Paul says rejoice in the Lord. Not sometimes. Not just on Sunday. Not just on Wednesday. But rejoice in the Lord always. I mean, we as followers of Jesus, we should be known by this. We should be known by our joy. And I have to ask the question, are we known by our joy? Do people look at our faces and do they see joy just coming out of our faces? Joy because we know that we have been rescued, that we've been forgiven. Joy knowing that Jesus is coming back someday because that's what it means that the Lord is at hand or the Lord is coming soon. We have to be known as people of joy. The outside world, those who aren't followers of Jesus, do they look at us and just see people that are cranky? See people that are just kind of frustrated in life, frustrated because circumstances aren't turning out the way that we want them to be, frustrated because, you know, events in the world don't turn out the way that we want them to be. See, our joy cannot be circumstantial because the Lord isn't circumstantial. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is good. The Lord is always present. The Lord has given us so much and we will see him again face to face. So every day we have to rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord always. And then Paul goes on to say, he says, do not worry about anything. Now, let me stop there. How many of you read that and just say, yeah, right? <laughs> don't worry about anything. Yeah, right, Paul. Like, like seriously, like, don't worry. Paul, like, we have so much to worry about. 
We think in our minds, like, we have so much that has to occupy our minds, and we have to think this and that. We have, we have things happening in life, Paul. Like, don't you know what you're talking about? Paul says, do not worry about anything. I look at that, and I also think that the greatest problem that I, that I have seen, the most common problem that I have seen, specifically in West Michigan and in America, is this issue of worry and anxiety. We talk with people like, oh, I worry, I have anxiety. I have this stuff rising up. And we take that as a part of our world and that comes crashing into Paul's words. And he says, do not worry about anything. But what does he say? Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I mean, here is this simple invitation, this simple way of interacting with our Father in heaven, our Father who has rescued us, our Father who has delivered us, our Father who has given us His Spirit, that all we have to do is tell Him what's going on and trust Him. It really is that simple. He says, he says, write, he says, tell God everything that you need. Write it down. Shout it out to Him. Tell God what's on your heart. It's what we saw in Matthew 6 where Jesus was teaching us how to pray. He says, go into your room, go into your closet and pray and tell your Father in heaven everything that's on your heart. And again, I would ask, do we do this on a regular basis? Do we go and just like share with our Father in heaven, here is what's going on. Here is what's on our heart. And then what does it say? It says that as we do that, his peace, God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and our minds as we live in Christ Jesus. As I was thinking about this verse this week, this really wrecked me. It really hit me. Because I'll be honest, there are times, I don't do this perfectly, there are times where worry fills my mind, where anxiety starts to rise up. And I thought of this this week as this really hit me. Like how many of you in this room, you've ever been in a position where you have people working under you, or maybe you have a, a little brother or a little sister that you've, you've done this to, where you, you give them an assignment. How many of you like have people working under you or whatever, you've given them an assignment, and when you give them an assignment, you worry like, are they getting that done? Like you, you check on them. Like there's people that are like, hey, you give them something and you're like, I gotta call that person, I gotta text that person, I just gotta make sure that they're doing it. Why do you do that? It's because of their past. Maybe they haven't followed through on something that, that they said they were going to do. Maybe they, they haven't, haven't done something. And so we check on them. But have you ever given, some, given something to somebody where you've given it to them, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, I, I don't have to worry about that anymore. It is just theirs to handle because I know that they're going to get it done. Have you ever given something to somebody and they're just like, no, I just, I just know that they're going to handle it. I mean, there's people in my life based on their past where I can give them something, and I'm like, I know it's taken care of, because I trust them. And then I look at this passage, and I think, like, why don't I do that with the Lord? Like, I give him something, I tell him what's on my heart, and then all of a sudden I pick up worry again, and what does that say about my relationship with God? What does that say, if we're brutally honest? If I give something to the Lord, and then I start worrying about it, what it says is that I don't trust the Lord. I don't trust that he is big enough to handle it. I don't trust the way that maybe he's going to handle it. And so at the bottom line of this, like not worrying and giving things to the Lord, telling him what's on, his, uh, what's on our heart, 
at the bottom line, at the bottom, at the heart of this is an issue of faith. That as we're giving something to the Lord, as we're telling Him what's on our mind, do we truly believe that our Father in Heaven loves us and will take care of it? Because then it says, as we trust Him, as we give Him things and say, you know what? We just trust. You know us better than we know ourselves. Trust that you're going to take care of things. So we're going to trust with whatever outcome happens. We're going to trust you with it. It says, as we do that, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds. And think about the peace that we receive. It says, the peace of God. I mean, how much peace does God have? Like, I've realized, like, the times when I don't have peace in my life, those are those times when I, I don't have control. And think about God. God has a tremendous amount of peace because he is not freaking out about anything that's going on in life. He has peace because he is in control of all things. He knows how the end works. He sees all things. He knows all things. God is, has, is filled with peace. And he says he, that is the type of peace that he wants to give you and I as we pour out our hearts before him and trust that he's going to take care of things. Do we live this way? Do we have that amount of faith in the Lord? That as we give things to him, that he will work it all out. And then he goes on to say, and I think this is so key because many people will stop at verse 8. And then he says this. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And keep putting this into practice, all that you've learned, and receive from me everything you've heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. See, Paul doesn't stop there and just say, hey, just give your request to, to me, to the Lord. He says, no, fix your thoughts on what is true. Fix your thoughts on what is excellent. Fix your thoughts on whatever is worthy of grace. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. And this is where it gets really practical. Because what do you fix your thoughts on? What consumes your mind throughout the day? Too often we, we have problems in our lives. And we, we have these and we carry these problems around. But slowly they, they, they creep up into our, our eyes and we're, it's just the only thing that we're focused on. And when we focus just on our problems over and over again, the thing that we're doing with our problems is we're bringing glory to our problems. And then all of a sudden, as our problems get more and more into our eyesight, we're focused on them. All of a sudden, people, like, as they interact with us, they're like, wow, it seems like you got a problem. And it's all over our faces. Because that's all that we're focused on. And people can see, like, yeah, I don't have a problem. I got multiple problems. I got a bunch of different things going on. And the thing, like, Paul wants us to, to take away from this morning is what are you focused on? Are you focused on your problems or are you focused on the Lord in all of your situations? And the things that people would say is like, Dave, you want us just to focus on the Lord and focus on what is good and focus on what is right in the midst of like all the stuff that's going on. You want me to have my, my head in the clouds and escape reality. And I would say this. I don't want you to escape reality. I want you to get a proper perspective on reality. Because the God of the universe is bigger than any problem that you have. The God of the universe can handle any problem that, that comes your way. If we would just turn to him and trust him and pour out our hearts before him and believe that he's going to take care of things. And believe that his ways are so much greater than our ways. I'm going to end with this verse, Isaiah 26, verse 3. I love this verse. This is the promise. You will keep him in perfect peace 
whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. As I think about this morning, I was excited to talk to Austin and Tate. I was pumped to talk to Austin and Tate. And frankly, as I leave here this morning, I can do one of two things. I can be focused on my problem, focused on the technology, frustrated with Wi-Fi, and I can walk around like this. And then everyone would be like, Dave, you've got problems. you got a bunch going on. You're just grumpy. All you're doing is focus on your problems. Or I can cast those aside and say, you know what? At the end of the day, God is still God. God is still on the throne. Jesus has still saved me and you. He's rescued me and you. And frankly, he's also sending us out into this broken world with a message of hope that people need to hear. And so if we're so focused on our problems, we're not going to be sharing that message of hope. But if we're so focused on Jesus, we're going to go out and share the hope that we have with people that we encounter. Because at the end of the day, at that verse in 2 Corinthians 1, Paul says, it taught me to rely on God, but also I was able to comfort others with the same comfort that I received. And so as we receive comfort from the Lord, we're able, able to give that to others. And so I want us to stand together uh, this morning as we wrap up. I want to pray. I want to pray that, that all of us would be filled with just a peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. That we frankly would live our lives focused not on the problems, not on our, our struggles, but focused on our Savior Jesus, who's given us so much. So, Father, I do, I do just praise you. I thank you. Father, that you're, you're not freaked out, that you're on the throne. God, that you are, you're in charge of all things. You know all things. You see all things. And so thank you that we can trust in you. We can trust in you completely no matter what happens in life. I ask that you would increase our faith. I ask that you would help us get our minds off of earthly things and onto uh, heavenly things. That we would be so heavenly minded that we're of earthly good because we're giving people what we receive from you. So God, fill us with faith. I do pray against just the worry and the concerns of this world that, that get us away from you. I pray that we would let those things go at your feet and trust you more. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.